genre. Welcome back to the Cornetto Minute, the daily podcast where we crawl our way to the bitter end or the longer end of the world's end, one minute at a time. I'm Nick Jimenez. I am Scott Corelli. And today we're preparing to annihilate Minute 102, which begins with the blank Peter finding its way home in Bishop's Garden and ends with Andy wishing that wherever Gary is, he hopes he's happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've uh, always thought that that was uh, score. I never knew that was the start of a needle drop. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's the start of uh, Sisters of Mercy. That's pr- a pretty fucking great needle drop. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. In that context. Oh, yeah. No, it rules. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it's maybe one of my favorite needle drops in anything ever. Yeah, because it's just so – it's just so – it's fulfilling yes. on so many levels. Yes. Yeah. Of like – because like we've talked about how – how kind of strange it is that that's Gary's favorite band. How it kind of he doesn't fit the rest of his personality. Sure. So it's almost like now he has fulfilled his own prophecy. Sure. Because now he is a living Sisters of Mercy <laughs> he, album. Yeah, he's the embodiment of a Sisters of Mercy album. <laughs> um, he they they should call themselves the Brothers of Mercy or yeah, something. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> to to kind of differentiate from the Five Musketeers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So, uh, we, we meet the blank Peter and, uh, and he returns home to Bishop's gardens and, uh, we have exactly the same shot as before in the, in the, uh, opening credits Mm -hmm. of him sitting at the table at the, at the, uh, kitchen table, uh, with his two kids on either side of him and his wife behind him, uh, doing stuff. But the difference here now is that. In the original shot, he is hiding behind a newspaper. It seems like he's afraid of his wife. He's afraid of his kids. Afraid of his life. He's afraid of his life. And now all of that baggage has been released because this blank doesn't have any of that baggage. This blank is the perfect version of Peter. Mm -hmm. And so he's playing around with his kids. He's like showing them a little magic trick with his hand uh, where he pulls it off and lets it run up his – Run up his yeah, head. Yeah, he's using he's using the thing that makes him another to make his kids feel safe and you know give like give him a laugh and be like, oh cool, this guy's not going to hurt us. Yep. Don't tell don't tell your mother though. He gives that little don't tell your mother wink. Yeah, I, I actually that last look on his face and and her like kind of like not really noticing or, or or just like not into whatever's going on mm-hmm. um kind of look on her face which fair she's in the post apocalypse but sure. but uh i mean it worries me that like i like what 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 i i still want to know what her deal is like she looks a little annoyed like are you you're not are you are you not being serious like you know like yeah, yeah. That, like stop fucking around like, like that one hobbit that wife yes totally yeah. yes it's um, interesting yeah we're like how how much of what kind of relationship did they have before i don't know you know did peter just kind of submit and what's this guy gonna do it's great it, it it's i guess it's it's cool because it's hopeful but it's also acknowledging it's not shying away from like 
I don't think this movie is saying that we're better off. No. But it's just saying that this is a fact of – this is like a result of what's happened. Yeah. Of like some of these things are alive. They don't have the baggage. We're not saying that makes them better than humans. But it is what it is. Yeah. And how are we going to coexist with these things? Right, right. Um, and it just kind of – it's also, again, you know, not to keep harping on that, the, the, the sobriety allegory. But this, again, reminds me of just like someone who was like kind of connecting with his kids for the first time after going sober. You know, in sure. a way, yeah, where yeah. it's like I can actually connect with them because I'm not drunk. And I mean, his mm-hmm. problem wasn't that he was an alcoholic. His problem was was uh, emotional baggage. But yeah. he still, you know, is sober from that, mm-hmm. from that emotional baggage. And so he's able to connect with them more. I would have liked to have seen a little moment with his wife. Yeah, or or at least giving us context as to why it didn't happen. Yeah. Because like, yeah. we, we didn't hear enough about their relationship. She, he never said anything to the equivalent of like, oh, Vanessa kind of is the boss of me. Right. Sometimes it feels like that more than I'm her, her husband. Right, right. Um, and I mean, granted, part of that is that, you know, the way that this epilogue is structured is, is through the perspective of Andy, and so right. if Andy doesn't know, then very true. We're not going to know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I understand that as well. But you know, they also even worked out the marital issues I didn't know about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so uh, I'm not sure. There is that bit though where um, uh, uh, he says um, specifically something about like either she didn't notice or she pretended not to notice both and or yeah. Andy not being sure which one. Yeah. Not Andy, not being sure which one. And, uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I am curious about which one it is. Yeah. Cause it's, it's, it's sort of ambiguous and it's dark of uh, the idea of like, well, he wasn't much of a husband anyway. So whoever this guy is, it's better. It's better. So it doesn't really matter. I'm not going to bring it up. Right. It's yeah. It's an uncomfortable conversation that I don't really feel like having. Yeah. But it is interesting because, you know, if she knows that he's a blank, then there's an aspect of this where he is putting their family in danger by being there with them because of all of the, sure. the, the, you know, uh, I don't know if you would call them racists, but the anti blank humans. Yeah, the anti blank humans, I feel like could throw a fit about this. And actually, when you walk, when he walks in, when he walks up to his house, there are some uh, network lines on the wall outside his house to, uh, suggest that this this is a blank house, right? This there there it's flagged, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, That's so interesting. Yeah, and and it just goes. To sh- I mean, like that. But that also feels like yes, some humans would lie about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, it's my husband. I don't want everyone to know that he's a blank because there's like anti blank violence happening. Right, right. Um, it's uh, it is interesting. I want to know what she's cooking. Uh, we don't ever get to find out. Yeah. Uh, we don't get a good look at it, but I I want to know what it is. And then we get uh, a shot of uh, Stephen and Sam at the ranch. Yeah, at the, the, the shacked up together. They shacked up together. They're shack. This feels like – this is definitely the the beat that I am the least – I don't know. It, it just seems to kind of almost be a misstep mm. of like, oh, okay. I don't know if I needed this, but cool. Yeah, I, yeah, um, I, I could see that. But like – I guess yeah. it had been set up the whole movie. yeah. Um, and it's better better him than Gary, I guess. Um, but it's yeah, I get yeah, I see what you're saying. It kind of reveals how they did have less character than the other characters, so to speak. Yes, because like, because it doesn't feel earned, despite 
all of the that's the, all they had. Yeah, all of the all of the runway being there. Yeah, it doesn't. It still doesn't feel earned because we don't know enough about them as characters. Yeah, like yeah. when you get to it, like Gary doing what he did, oh man, turning out the way he did. It right, fe- it feels like oh, right, that makes sense. And yeah, with Pete, it's like oh yeah, that that's cool. That kind of turned out. But with Steven, it's like he stopped sleeping with his fitness instructor. Yeah, he kept on being in shape. Like he was, he didn't. He had kind of the least going on. Besides, like, a general sense of dissatisfaction that all the characters seem to have. Right. Right. Yeah. It's just kind of like, oh, yeah, we didn't really get to peek under the hood of Steven as much. Right, right. It'd be like if they... if they Sam, um, even less so. It'd be like if in Avengers Endgame, they were like, yeah, and then, uh, and then you know, where there's one scene of, of, uh, of, uh, 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 Cassie, uh, uh... Lang. Lang, thank you. Well, I went through like a dozen last names that I just couldn't remember. Cassie, Cassie, Ant-Man's daughter. Yes, Ant-Man's daughter, Cassie Lang. Uh, you know, like being with the kid from Iron Man three, and they're like, who is at the funeral? Yeah, they're yeah. like, hold hands. and they're like, ah, it was about time that happened, and you're like, cool, what? Okay, great. <laughs> I guess. I mean, okay, I guess. Sure. <laughs> or she has like a robot hand. Yeah, yeah, something where you're just like, what? Okay, all right, whatever. Um. I remember it's a gorgeous. It looks great. Yeah, it does look really cool. I remember in a in this wide shot. I can't find them now, but I think we're just looking at too small of a frame. But I remember this their their area being decorated with um, CDs, like on on like string, like hanging off the trees and stuff. Mm -hmm. Because what the hell is a CD for? They're kind of they're kind of like beforehand channeling like the Taylor Swift folklore aesthetic a little bit. Oh, they are kind of yeah. Yeah, sure. At other time. Yeah, indeed. Um, but you know, I mean, it's nice. It looks cozy. I'm um, just now. I'm, well, no, never they, mind. They're just outside of London. I was gonna say it feels weird to end because, like, I was gonna say that the Cornetto trilogy doesn't have a lot of romance in it, but you do end with you do have that ending with Sean and Liz. Sure, you have the Sean and Liz ending. You have the 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 Nicholas and Danny ending, sure, yeah. which is absolutely a love story. Yeah, definitely. Um. Uh, so then you have this, yeah. yeah then you tracks. have this, I guess. Um, it's interesting. It is. This is like, you know, the world's end ends up feeling a bit like the breakup in terms of mm-hmm. like the movie, the breakup. Okay, yeah. In, in terms of like the breakup is classified most of the time as a romantic comedy, mm-hmm. despite the fact that it's actually about uh, the breakup of a romance. Yeah. But I think most people watch that movie for the first time, assuming spoilers for the breakup, that they're going to end up back together mm-hmm. again at the end because it feels like a rom-com and then they end up not. They end up realizing like, oh, we actually are better without each other. Yeah. Um, and and so they, they go their separate ways. And that's what this movie kind of feels like is it feels like a love story between Gary and these guys, and then in the end, they all decide, like, oh, actually, maybe we are better not together. Yeah, yeah. They they love each other so much that they realize that now they have to go their separate ways. Right. And it right. doesn't mean that it's that there was any bad blood between them like last time. Right. But they have decided that they are on different paths. Right. And Gary and Andy says, like, I've, I never saw him again. Right. But it's like, well, yeah, but how do you top that ending? True. Of that friendship. It's true. And maybe it's like, wow, maybe he needed to do what he had to do. I have to do what I have to do. Right. Steven went off with Sam and we love him for it. Right. We don't know if they ever try to reconnect with blank Oliver and blank Peter. Um, I think they must have if he knows what, what what's up with them. He must have uh, 
that's true. connected with them somehow. That's very true. Yeah, yeah. To at least even know that much. Like maybe they were like wrote to each other. Yeah. Um, but uh, Andy does say that he never saw Gary again. So that's that's it, you know. Yeah, like they, they they never saw Gary again. Like in the way that he says it too, and and specifies Gary, it seems to suggest like, oh, I saw the others. But I never saw Gary. I again. never saw Gary because he again. speculates. None of us did. Yeah, he, he has much less detail. Right. Um, he says some people. There's a legend that he returned to Newton Haven, but he was like, but I don't know why he would do that. His business <laughs> there seemed to be done. Yeah, um, I agree. I love. There's a legend. Yeah. And uh, and he says that uh, uh, Andy misses Gary and wonders if he misses him. And I just realized in that moment, like Andy has become Gary. And like, granted, wow, Andy yeah. is in the same spot as Gary. He is in a circle discussion. Wow, he's yeah, in a circle of 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 conversation. And he has literally become Gary in terms of that's exactly how Gary felt about all of these guys. Yeah, they abandoned him. Right, or, 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 or they just were like, yeah, I, I haven't seen them. I miss them, and I wonder if they yeah, miss me too. Wow, yeah, just, yeah that, that's all, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, and now Andy is in that same spot, but it's, it's more healthy. It's in a healthy Yeah, way. He, he's actually contributing and sharing with the circle that he's in. Right. As opposed to just like lost in his own fantasies the way Gary was. Yeah. I think it's so interesting that at the beginning of the movie, Gary had a misinformed, ignorant kind of fixation on Arthurian legend. Mm-hmm. And even though he didn't know any of the details and had a very like wonky view of history, yeah. and now in this post-apocalyptic world where we have lost the internet and we have lost connection, he is able to become a legend unto his own. Right, right. Well, and I mean, fair enough, because he's responsible for the world. Yeah, it makes sense that people would be like, who did this? What happened? Right. And eventually the word would spread if there was this guy named Gary King. Mm-hmm. Fucked us all up, I guess, or just or, or did I, yeah, and I think it would depend. It would do because yeah. I, uh, I think some say he killed the he drove the network out like a hero, right? You know, yeah, and but but then others say like yeah, he, he fucked it all up for all of us. The reason we're in this mess is because of Gary King, yeah. and I think that's really interesting. I think it's interesting again. Gary King, both the protagonist and the antagonist of not just this story, but his ongoing legend. Yes, yeah, he'll either be remembered as like a, a hero or. Like our like the ultimate, like the ultimate villain, the guy who sealed our doom. Yeah. Right, right. Um, which great. I think is interesting. Just like Thanos himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, what's funny is uh, uh, both both like if you combine uh, what how Stevens living in this like shack in this big field, and then with uh, with uh, Andy and yeah. his little farm, they're both kind of living like Thanos after yeah Infinity War, looking out on, on a grateful universe. Yeah, yeah. With your um, burnt up mangled <clears throat> hand. Yeah. But uh it is it it is interesting. I just I really love the way that this movie sort of perfectly mirrors itself. Mm-hmm. You know? Um the the two circles I think are really interesting. Uh I I just love Andy leading this circle now. Um and I love seeing these this this sort of transition to the the callback to like the opening shot of the movie of like them sort of walking out of school uh and and transitioning that to gary leading the the blank musketeers yeah with the freaking neck gator and the cowboy hat and the sword sticking out yep it really does feel like a splash page of a graphic novel oh yeah like a robert kirkman yeah 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 i i mean i can't wait to talk about this aspect of the world yeah um but i i think that's better suited for tomorrow's minute but I love this. Yeah. I remember 
just got a, a really cool reaction from my first audience watching this. Yeah. Just yeah. Like, Whoa, that makes sense. You know, yeah. like, of course he would take care of them. Yeah. 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 He would feel responsible. Yeah. So talking a little bit about this needle drop, it is uh, This Corrosion by Sisters of Mercy. Oh, yeah. Uh, released in the year of our Lord, 1987 <laughs> in September. Yeah. Um, it was written by Andrew Eldritch and produced by Jim Steinman. It is one of the band's most well-known songs. It includes a 40-piece choir. The LP version of the song lasts nearly 11 minutes. Yeah, it does. And uh, the lyrics by Eldritch concern his previous band members leaving the Sisters of Mercy to form the band The Mission. Mm. Uh, the latter's lead singer, Wayne Hussey, was once a guitarist for the Sisters of Mercy. The lyrics of this corrosion are a parody of Hussey's style. Wow. So it's kind of a breakup song. It, it is. And that's what this is. Yeah. Is, is, wow, that's so... This needle drop just got even better than it already was. Yeah. Yeah, this needle drop rules. Like, I, I mean, you know, we talked about it at the top, but like, this is just like, for my money, one of the best needle drops I've ever heard. And just um, a real, like, in the most weird way, like a fist pump moment. Yeah. I would say... I don't know. Does a closing credits needle drop count as a needle drop? I, I don't know that it does, right? So like I like, would say the way that this I would I would say yes in the case of end of movie, cut to black, needle drop. Sure. But well, the way this bleeds into the ending of the movie. Yeah. Well, well no, no, no. It. I'm not I'm not referring to this needle oh, drop okay. as as like a, a credits needle drop. Because the credits have a different needle drop. Okay. Yeah. Um the, what I'm talking about is like like I'm just trying to think about like on in hot fuzz, I don't think there's any needle drop that's this good. I think they're all like solid, but I don't remember one just like sticking out being like, whoa, until the very last needle drop right, of Cop by the Fuzz, which rules, but it's the credits. Mm -hmm. Um, And it rules, but it's the credits. So does that count as a needle drop? I don't know. I think this is equally as good. If not, I think it might even be stronger than – don't uh, stop me now. Then don't stop me now in Shaun of the Dead, and that rules. Yeah, yeah, that rules because it's self evident. Like, oh, this is just great. Yeah, but this is so has so many. It's so deep and yeah. layered, and it has to do with like the third people wearing their shirt. Yeah, you know, like yeah. it doesn't feel as random, right? As Don't Stop Me Now, right? It feels like more of a statement. Whereas Don't Stop Me Now, it felt like the statement of Don't Stop Me Now was that Edgar Wright was like, this is an underrated song. Yeah, because it was at the it was, time. It was supposed to be uh, Rasputin, right? Right. You know? And then it was like, well, this one's also would be really crazy. Yeah, and he yeah. was right. It was yeah. that's an amazing sequence of the movie. Oh my god, incredible! Um, but yeah, and so like, arguably, that's I mean, inarguably, I would say the the Shaun of the Dead scene is more iconic than this one for yeah. sure. But I think this is a this is a better needle drop. This might be the best needle drop in the series in sure. the Cornetto trilogy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sure people will disagree, but I this just rules. It's an underrated skill because you know you see some movies where you're like, oh god, you know, right? A needle drop can be a real like groaner Mm -hmm. of like, oh cool, yeah, something scary happening, but you're playing like, you know, a happy song underneath. Yeah, literally, uh, 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 Bloodshot made fun of that. Right. Yeah. yeah, they literally like parodied that concept to the point where you don't even know it's a parody until like halfway through the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but but they literally parodied that. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, it's so overdone. Um, but uh, this this absolutely rules, and I love this song. The eleven minute version of it is a lot mm-hmm. to deal with. It's a lot. Like Gary. Um, yeah, it's it's intense. Uh, the eleven minute version is pretty intense. Uh, but I do really love the version, uh, like the radio version that's on mm-hmm. the the soundtrack album. Um, 
But uh, yeah, I, I'm just like I'm really into like the look of these kids too. Like I, I like that they got to be in a scene with Simon Pegg, except for young Simon. Well, mm-hmm. no, young Simon Pegg did too. He got yeah. his head ripped off. Yeah, so that's really, cool. It's fun. Yeah, so it actually it works out pretty cool. Um, I just I like their whole vibe. I like uh, Peter uh, blank blank young Peter's like dumb little hat. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, I like uh, Blank Andy's like bandana that he's wearing. Yeah, it looks like he also has a sword of some kind or yeah. a weapon yeah, over yeah, his yeah. shoulder. It's pretty cool. Um, which uh, yeah, you're just like leading this, uh, leading. You know, he's leading the the blanks here, and uh, king of the blanks. Yeah, he's become king of the blanks, and I am really into it. I think it's cool. Yeah, I can't wait to talk more about it. Yeah, absolutely. Well. Uh, guys, gearing up for our uh, our last week, want to make sure that you're uh, looking to, forward to the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been firing on all cylinders, bringing Geek by Night back. Mm-hmm. Season two is dropping October fourth. Yeah, the one year anniversary of Todd Phillips's Joker. Yeah, and <laughs> <laughs> oh god, it was a hundred percent intentional. <laughs> and uh, we're really excited. We really want to try and end the series on a high note, just like this trilogy we've been covering one minute at a time. So get ready for that. Get excited. uh, Catch up on the 30 episodes that we already have for season one. Mm -hmm. They're on Spotify. They're on Apple Podcasts, Mm -hmm. wherever you want to listen to it. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're we're pretty pretty excited about season two. Yeah. Oh, I'm pumped. I'm super pumped. It's going to be great. Um, So check that out. And definitely, we'll be back tomorrow with Minute 103. But for now, let's move it.